some percentages, well, one or the other, but uh, as I said, I, I always try to start from the basics, so you should not be afraid if uh, something felt, felt strong, uh, strange in there. We have some uh, uh, 50 more minutes today, and uh, I have had to talk about uh, IT different settings in, in schools, public presentations, and it's really what is all the programming about? You, you know that you have data data types like is it boolean, true, false, or 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 integers, floating point numbers, characters, text. Then you do some operations on them. Uh, then you give names to data variables. You collect variables. You do some uh, tables of uh, data, and then you have control structures, if then else, go to, that you're not using, if then else and loops. Uh, if then else and uh, looping structures, and then you abstract things, you, you collect things together, give them names as functions, you call functions, you can do some uh, magic by hiding or revealing some things in objects, classes, but essentially you are building some abstractions basically using very simple operations. And of course you, you need to interact with input-output devices which over the time change, and then of course you get so much help from the other people's code that are built into the, into the libraries and you can, you can use them. So, Programming, in a way, is, is easy, right? Uh, very basic uh, elements, but what we really mostly think in here in, about algorithms is, is really how on earth do we know how to make the control structures, to calculate and, and, uh, and process uh, things. So, uh, algorithms and data structures are really fundamental uh, things. Uh, in computer science, how to uh, how to give the detailed instructions uh, instructions to the computer and and what what type of um, elementary building blocks to use on top of the on top of the very elementary uh, things. 
So you need to you need to have, have this kind of intuition about the different types of uh, uh, data, data structures, and basic concepts of the algorithms um, as we know them uh, nowadays. And uh, <coughs> hopefully, of course, research uh, advances, but most of the research advances probably will build upon the existing um, solutions. Uh, so really, algorithms and data structures are the core fundamental um, of the computer science. And then you have, of course, all the other technical uh, skills, like what types of programming languages, how to make more expressive ones, or, and then software engineering, how to interact as a big team. Because it's not only about programming. So we need to have uh, this uh, uh, language or understanding how do we talk about algorithms and, and our goals. Um, and uh, indeed, uh, once you are fully in the work life, nobody will give you time to learn mathematics or fundamentals anymore. They expect you to know those. You may be hired for your first job now. I don't tell to ask this. Uh, uh, three quarters of you are working. Maybe. Uh, raise hands who are working with the company now. Estonian students, they are the lost cause. So I will address all international students. Um, uh, take time to study now. Quit your jobs. Study now and take a better job in two years' time. That's a, as good advice as I can give you. Algorithms, you know from the basic uh, courses, it's Al-Kawarizmi, uh, um, Arabic, uh, sort of basically was per Persian mathematician of the old times, sort of he, he started this instruction. If you follow some instructions, then we can get uh, to the solution. So in, in the past, the, the scholars were really scholars of many disciplines in one go. We have had very narrow discipline developments meanwhile, but uh, maybe we are going back to this multidiscipline way because, because how the research advances is that we are combining uh, research knowledge from different domains. When you go to to uh, work, you are most probably not developing for other software developers. Maybe zero turnaround is developing for other software developers. They are probably developing for other disciplines. And in order to do that, you need to understand those disciplines. So you will have the application domains where you need uh, uh, these interdisciplinary skills. But anyway, the story about uh, Algorithm in the past, uh, there is, uh, well, people do trade. Uh, I have so many horses and so many sheep, and they cost so much. And then I have these carrots and in the wagons, which are in the boxes. So basically, uh, two salespeople agree, or, or businessmen agree with each other, that I have, I'm selling gay in that many units. And then plus I add something else. I do some other uh, topics. So they, they, they walk on the beach and they have the stick and they write down the formula and agree on the price. <coughs> and the numbers, formula plus multiplication, parenthesis, they agree on price. But uh, 
sand is fragile, wind comes and blows, and the parentheses pluses multiplication signs are wiped off. Every only thing is that is remaining is the numbers. 217143, not even knowing what unit one or the other was. And when you are doing trade, you want to buy cheap, sell expensive. One says that the price was cheap, the other says no, no, we just agreed on the on the expensive price. Uh, what is the most expensive price that you can make out of those numbers by adding pluses, multiplication signs, and parentheses in here? As you wish. You are better than Can anybody beat that? Do you have to add anything? Are these digits or No, no, this is just add plus multiplication, but between every any any place you can have plus or multiply and then parentheses. How is that? Uh, 2 and 1 in one parenthesis? No, 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 no. These are different numbers. You have in between everything, everywhere. You, you can't make it. It's not 217,143. <laughs> 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 it's 3. Yeah, then times 7, times 1 plus 4, and times 3. Yeah, but 3.7 is 21. Okay, it was a good promise, but it fails. <laughs> Okay, it, we, we already did it. So, if you say a number and give the solution, you can check that indeed 315 is doable. How, how do we know that this is the optimal, that there, there cannot be any better solution? How do we know that? Check a lot of solutions. <laughs> That's going to take a lot. <laughs> so, in this way of parenthesization, you get 315, and I should have asked you the minimal value 16. So, so you can see the value in price of this kind of optimization. Now, do this. <laughs> Write a program to do this. How long should I give you time to write the program to find the maximal value? You will get the uh, PowerPoint and the writing of the program. Uh, no, that's fine. You can you can do that. I'm just telling you in advance that all the materials will be electronically available. Uh, I was just saying that writing the program script for the program, which is a long time to write, depends how good it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how, how, how do you know about this problem, how complex it is to solve? What is the, what is the theoretical complexity of the problem? And 
I can make it million times longer. What happens when they make it even times larger task? Is it still solvable? If we make it the digits more, then obviously the complexity will increase. In how rapid? To how many? I would suggest exponentially. I think minimum. Depends on, it depends on how you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We want maximum. We want maximum. We want to be sure that we have a maximum. We want to make a hefty profit from this. You could start thinking, okay, every place we can put a multiply or plus, right? And there is n minus one places. So two to the power of n minus one is a Definitely, you can check all of the options. Yes. And then, how big a task would you dare to run on your laptop? How many options? How long do you have to wait? <laughs> you have to submit the homework uh, 2359 on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, uh, how large is the number that you can present in four bytes, uh, 32 bits? How, how large is the number? What is the value? Integer. Largest integer in 32 bits. Sorry? 2 to the 32nd minus 1. Yeah, but what is the value? 2 times 10 in the 9th. What is the value? Four gigabytes. Four gigabytes. Okay, four gigabytes. What is the value? <laughs> unsigned digit integer. The largest unsigned digit integer in 32 bits. Four billion something. If you add the sign, if you base the first bit for the sign plus minus, then you have two billion. So 32, if that would be 33 long, 32 places, you could say that without the parentheses, right? Ignoring the parentheses for, for a moment, that's 4 billion. Is that good or bad? But then there was a saying that it's linear time. With the, with the 4 billion, you, you may probably run it. Uh, you take the HPC uh, center. But what about 64 bits? Four billions times four billions. Uh, a lot of cheap news. <laughs> what is the largest number that you that you know? You can always add one. You, it's it's not, but the largest name number. What? Google. Not Google. Google. What is Google? Ten to one hundred. Yeah? Uh, that is more than number of atoms in the universe, in the known universe, as we know this. Yeah? If uh, if we would just number them from one to go uh, ten to twenty times universe, and I would say I'm thinking on one of those numbers. How many yes no questions would it take to figure out what the number was? A lot?
it's not Gogol questions. <coughs> you do not start with one, two. So, what is the logarithm of 10 to 100? Um, logarithm on the basis of 2? Uh, yes, no. Certainly. Logarithm on the basis of one, 10 to 100 is 100, but logarithm on the basis of 2 oh, is 30. 300. It's 333. That's 3.3. So, with 333 questions, I can tell you what the number was. You can think of any of them. If we think that we can order them, and I can ask, is it smaller? Is it larger? Uh, so if you if you believe that this task is not doable for sixty-four numbers, uh, then you shouldn't attempt to do it for sixty-four numbers, or or, or take some course, uh, study. Okay. So what is the time complexity? That might be. How big a task would you take to solve this task? You would do linear time. You would do anything. No? Not anymore? I have tested, but I think it's linear. Does it, any of you, so, so what types of algorithms? What types of algorithm design principles you would have start applying in here? Divide and conquer. Okay. Divide to two halves. Get optimal for this, get optimal for this, and see which one was optimal. But how do you know that this was not part of the optimal solution in the middle? You have to try it for every point very specifically. Yeah. How many such things? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> there is n starting points and and less endpoints. It's uh, n times n minus one divided by two. It's quadratic. Number of subproblems. For which you have indeed the uniquely best solution, for which you indeed can tabulate in memory and apply dynamic programming, as I said. And applying uh, dynamic programming would break it down to n in the order of n square subproblems, for which you have once you have the optimal solution, you do not need to. Uh, well, because it, this is monotonic, you, you only get larger and larger values. Uh, this is simple problem, right? And in the quadratic number of subproblems, you can solve in quadratic time using dynamic programming. Okay, so school mathematics. Um, <coughs> how do you do multiplications? 11 times 13, you would say that 13 plus 13, 3. Four, one, one, three, one, four, three. You can do that, right? You can do the school mathematics algorithm, but uh, but the algorithm that is in here was supposedly known to Al Kovarinsky. So eleven times thirteen is. We will add up these numbers in here. Thirteen. Then what we do is we multiply by two. Twenty-six 
and we divide by 2 in here in integer division. 11 divided by 2 is 5. 26, 52, 104 in this column. 11 divided by 2 is 5, divided by 2 is 2, divided by 2 is 1. And all that we need to do is strike out this one, because this is even. Odd, odd, odd. 13 plus 52 plus 104 is 150, sorry, this is, uh, sorry, this was striked out. 120, 130, 143 in here. You take the number, I don't know. Let's take 11 times, or let's make it more complicated. Let's make it 13 times uh, 17 is 17. Uh, this will be this will be six, and this will be thirty-four. We cross that out. This will be three, and this will be sixty-eight. We divide by two, we will get one hundred thirty-six. Sorry. No, no. This is uh, even. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, uh, four, one, two, three, four, nine, four, two, twenty-one. I'm not sure. Can something verify? Yeah. Have you ever seen this type of multiplication? Will you figure out why does it work? Why does this work? We are doing the same operations, like the right and the left number operator, and uh, at the same time we are multiplying the right number operator. Yeah. Let's try binary. So what is uh, what is thirteen binary? One one zero one, and you are thinking it by now. <laughs> and seventeen. Okay. Now let's do school mathematics. One times this. Uh, zero times this shifted. Uh, 1 times this shifted by 2. 1, 0, 0, 0, 1. 1 times shifted, 1, 0, 0, 0, 1. 1, 0, 1, 1, 1, 0, 1. Oh, that was easy. What is this value? 2,300. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Did somebody do the binary one? As soon as we went into binary, the school mathematics thing made sense. When, when it's so this is this is the decimal version of this binary thing. Because by shifting by one, you multiply by two. Every time you shift by one, you multiply by two. If it's uh, if it's uh, even, then you have zero times. 
so you need to you need to sometimes think very very bit wise and sometimes think very abstract private and this is I believe kind of com complexity that you need to understand the basics to the very bit level some or not understand you're not thinking it all, all the time but just that if needed you can go to bit level right? if needed you know that what this what these are about and you can go to the bit level but most of the time we speak high level speak. So I know that you can program. So when we speak high level, then you can program quickly. You are not like first year bachelor students who don't know for whom the complexity is I don't know how to program in the first place. So we should somehow be switching between the low level and high level and expect that uh, one can implement uh, things quickly. So this is the, the way of the 13 times 11. And indeed, they are equal, just represented in two different number systems. Now, analysis of algorithms is uh, something where we take the algorithm or, or try to develop algorithm and then analyze what is the time complexity. We need a little bit of hat waving in here. We say that uh, um, quadratic program is better than. Uh, exponential time algorithm, and we know that very clearly, but sometimes the question may, may be much more subtle. Is this uh, logarithmic term going, to, term going to break my computer or not? Sometimes they are definitely not. What is more, uh, what, what are the other things that are important about algorithms? Rather than just raw performance. How much data we have to store? Input probably is the same. Output probably is the same. How much space does output need? What else? How accurate it is? Uh, we hope then to be equally accurate. But 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 indeed, but then, then sometimes we approximate, and then, then we get into the question: is which one is better approximation, or, or sometimes accuracy is, is of course important. Can you make it parallel? Can you make it parallel? Just use raw power. You go to the job interview or you, you land the first job and you say, I, in the school I learned this algorithm, it takes me two weeks to implement. Very complex. I, don't, I didn't understand every single bit, but this is how in the textbook it is. Uh, what are the criteria for algorithms? Simplicity, which is kind of okay, other values. Come on. How easy to Yeah, you were only given five minutes to complete the task. Then you rely on the straightforward things, right? And then you better know that you are not going to mistake be making a mistake on that. So, algorithm has to be correct. Ideally, it's modular. Somebody else needs to maintain it. Functionality has to be there. It has to be robust for all kinds of inputs. Uh, it has to be user algorithm user friendly. This is kind of depends who are the users, right? Programmer time, uh, simple to read and maintain. Is it extensible? Can you add new features in there? Uh, how much?
much you can depend on this algorithm in real production system. And, and not, not always it's about speed. Sometimes the speed may be acquired on the, on the expense of some other um, um, aspects in here. So you, of course, will be doing lots of decisions in your head, but in the course we, well, in the, in the study curriculum, we mostly think about the, about the theoretical performance or speed. So um, to think about the speed, uh, we think about scalability, how scalable one or the other is, or what, is it feasible or is it impossible? For one billion values optimized, is it feasible or is it impossible? Or 100 values. If you need to rely on an exponential algorithm, then 100 values is impossible, right? if you need to. Maybe there are ways to do it better, right? or maybe there are ways, then you have to rely on, on approximations. But to understand when do you have one or the other. And of course, performance is the currency of computing, so you, you don't want to uh, uh, spend more uh, money on, on when you when you rent the cloud service on Amazon, you better make it, uh, deploy the efficient algorithm on there uh, that takes less time, or maybe your uh, maybe your phone has less power than your high-end uh, supercomputing center. Um, yeah, and speed is fun. You can measure speed and you can compete. You can uh, you, we can easily start up this competition. Who can do faster or something? Okay, this is Steve Ulvetson is uh, a partner in uh, Draper Fisher Ulvetson uh, Investment Venture Capital Company. Uh, uh, I think the celebrity status first was when they invested in Hotmail. Nobody wanted to invest in Hotmail. They went hot, invested in Hotmail and profited hugely when Microsoft bought Hotmail. Uh, and they invested in Skype. And because the Sterling team, core development team, was in here, then this is his statement about, about this uh, Estonian core that people in here might have had to really think about every single CPU cycle available. Not many uh, programmers, if you do it all by yourself and you don't have a big team, then you have limited time and you better think what you write. Uh, and then it's then it becomes efficient, uh, not not only in the terms of speed, but but somehow the code makes sense. Every every kind of code makes sense. I know that some of the homework solutions you can write five pages of code, and somebody else's half page does exactly the same, with much less effort, much more simplicity, elegance. Uh, so it's easy to learn all the complicated frameworks and uh, etc and then go to the company and say I need this and this and this and this framework and then I can write a simple program. That's what the companies that's not what the companies need or, or can maintain, right? So sometimes some simple things it's better to sometimes it's better to do yourself, but then you better know what you what you are doing. Uh, okay, so in the course of course uh, you can rely on many uh, standard libraries. They implement algorithms. Uh, they are there for you. Data structures, uh, algorithms. For most of the stuff that we have in the course, you have the ready-made solutions. 
but what is important is that you have some understanding of how they are made, what type of algorithms there are, and if you need to, um, if you need to choose between one or the other, that at least you have some basis of understanding what might be uh, the basis of, of, of this um, choice. Uh, we will definitely start from algorithm complexity, big O, small O, big theta, big omega notations. Raise hands, uh, who knows these four uh, formula, uh, formulations of time complexity? No, but uh, one. Well, few. Yes, you have heard. Excellent. Uh, so, when my explanations are not enough, then you know whom to ask. Right? <laughs> and they can probably teach you better than I can. Uh, how many of you can uh, uh, solve these type of recurrences uh, form of time to solve a task for n elements is equal to time two times time to solve the same problem for half of the elements plus some linear term? That is a very natural way to assess the time complexity of a recursive program, which is divide and conquer, divides a big task to two halves. Solves them independently, and then combines the solutions, or takes time to uh, split it into two halves. This is the basis of all the perfect divide and conquer programs. How many of you have been solving this type of uh, recurrences before? One. Well, a couple of you. If you Okay, the solution in here is Yeah, what is the time complexity? N log n. Uh, and you know that all the algorithms, you could start everything on the Turing machines, uh, which are uh, not even the uh, normal CPU uh, commands, but, but uh, moving the tape, zeros and ones. And then based on those, uh, we can make the theory what is polynomial time solvable, what is polynomial time verifiable, but we don't know how to solve them polynomial time, yet we can verify them in polynomial time. Non-deterministic polynomial time algorithms, but if we only had guessed the solution, we can verify them in polynomial time. So non-deterministic is that there is some, some way to reach to the answer within polynomial time, but you don't know how to guess that answer. Some problems are complete for the other tasks. Uh, if you have polynomial space, then you can waste a lot of time within that space. Uh, some problems are tougher, uh, some simpler. Uh, complexity courses uh, I recommend taking separately. I'm mentioning them in here. I can say something about MP-hard or MP-complete, but they are not going to do any uh, any of these mappings, transforming one problem to the other, or proving uh, completeness results. But this is something that that you should take the effort to study. So we we of course in the algorithm we have some basic designs, designs divide and conquer. Dynamic programming, which is divide and conquer, but we can uh, uh, memorize uh, solutions. Uh, sometimes we, ca we cannot memorize uh, so easily. Then the complexity may raise. 
Sometimes we need random approaches, random approach to the problem. Do you know random algorithms which use randomness? You must be knowing some randomness. You know, the random number generator is very useful. A star. Sorry? I, I would not claim that to be random because you have a very clear heuristic how to select an A star when you have equal choices then you have a question how to choose between them that is your random choice so you can always rely on the first choice for example yeah randomly there is one random value, uh, program that you you definitely know, but you don't recognize at the moment. It's quicksort. You randomly choose pivots, hopefully. And we will, we, we will learn, if you do not do that randomly, then your uh, friendly competitors can break your code. If we would make a competition between you, if you do not behave randomly, then somebody else can break your code. So uh, deterministic, non-deterministic, sort of like exactly always uh, one way, non-deterministic, well, it, it's kind of random, but then non-deterministic is also coming up with the solutions in non-deterministic ways using Oracle. Somebody gives me the values. Exact and approximate solutions, uh, lots of heuristics, especially to complicated problems uh, where we know, where we, where we know the prior knowledge that they, they are complex tasks. So heuristics uh, will allow us to solve them to some approximations greedily or some random searches like simulated annealing, traveling salesman for traveling salesman problem, genetic algorithms, uh, um, so these use random search in huge crowds. I wonder how many uh, did this spread first search on the graphs. Raise hands who, who, who knew exactly that. That was how. Just raise hands who, who did the, uh, this uh, breadth first search on the graph task. Okay. So if we now move to implicit search in huge, huge graphs, how do we know how to search in the graphs? But we start from basics, uh, sorting search, dictionary problems, uh, linear data structures, trees, graphs, uh, a little bit of text algorithms. We know that we, we can do numerical algorithms. Actually, actually, we don't have anything from computational geometry. Uh, some algorithms have to work online in the sense that if the moment that new data comes in, you do some decisions because you can't write them somewhere and process and then two days later come back with some solution. So, so sometimes uh, processing happens online versus you can't do them offline. And indeed you can go to parallel, but uh, we have very, very uh, thin section of parallel. So I mentioned already bit-level understanding, uh, but also high-level understanding. Uh, there is a little bit of formal analysis, but, but so that uh, to have the basics. You know who this is, right? So what is that? This 
or this in solving tasks. Massive power. Our CPUs have sort of stalled in the development. Single CPU is not getting faster so rapidly, but you have now maybe some of you has eight core tablets at least or, or, or phones or in a few years time you, you are going to shop and what do I do with the 128 cores? My 32 is enough. Uh, so, this you can solve, one person, but this, how would you state the problem to, how many friends would you take with you, if, if, if it, the moment that you see the task, add up all the numbers, you need as quickly the correct answer as possible, how many friends would you take with you? Ten? And for million numbers? You know what the computer, where does the word computer come from? You know? From people who did maths on paper. Computer was the person, usually uh, a lady, who computed. Right. It's uh, the profession. Uh, but, uh, yeah, here you, you, you get all the intuition of all the tasks that how do I split the problem in right-size subtasks? How do I communicate the solutions? Uh, how many subtasks? The more you have, the more communications you have to handle. And uh, is it efficient from some point onwards? So by the way, the answer should be 13,000. But now that you know the answer, is it quicker to verify than original find, finding the solution because in this uh, maximization problem maybe at least you can verify that indeed you can get 315 yeah, that's how I got we that's what we agreed it's harder to verify that there is nothing that can take you higher right but sometimes even asking for one solution is enough you have Boolean formula and you ask, okay, give me these values, 0, 1, true, false for every variable so that it evaluates to true. You don't know how to assign them, uh, just two values per each variable. But if you, somebody gives you the solution, then it's just yes or wrong. Right? So sometimes checking is easy, uh, sometimes it may be uh, taking at the same time as the entire problem uh, solution. And then there are different tasks for optimization, by, uh, different, definitely. Okay, so we, we have run out of the time. Uh, um, Thursday, we meet, we start from the, I, I believe that we start from this computation complexity. Uh, big O, small O, omega, theta, classes, which is something that is basics. You have to know that, right? You have to know that. And then, then we will, uh, uh, move into step-by-step uh, step into different values. Has there been any uh, questions that you may want to ask about the organization of the course? What is expected from you? Yes? Uh, this is this is for all the computer science uh, people, this is the book that has 
almost all the data structures, algorithms, almost ever needed. This is the basic, this is the fundamental uh, book. It does not cover the heuristic search, uh, optimization, genetic programming, etc. But for most of the stuff, this is the, like, this is three quarters of the course, materials uh, at least. And it's in the, in the, in the libraries. Some copies are on the, on the online. I know some illegal copies have been floating uh, around. But, uh, but this is the book. And, and then some other books uh, can be for background materials. Uh, stuff like uh, from 1994, the basics of these different data types, data models, are definitely the same, right? Um, uh, I am not asking you to read all of this. But another Skype founder, uh, Antti Heide, was we, we discussed about the formal education, and then he said, if you are interested in computer science, then by the age of 18, of course you have read all the truth collected books. I have never read truth. <laughs> so, so it's self-motivation. But, but the, the Donald Knuth, Art of Computer Programming, lots and lots of uh, fundamental uh, things have been in those. Uh, written uh, started from 1960s, etc. So, uh, but of course, uh, uh, lots of things are in the textbooks for for data structures, etc. You have you have read them, uh, take them out of your shelves, clean them up, read them again, and uh, and for some tasks, but uh, like for example, this analysis and solving the recurrences, etc. This uh, concrete mathematics. Uh, some uh, big uh, well, universities may have courses on this textbook alone, but there you can uh, uh, look at some of the basic intellectual material. But okay, I, 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 I will check my slides and see how we start on Thursday and maybe repeat some of these. Kyllä mä oon ihan tuntunut, että kahden hätälällä.